Welcome back to middle school. It's a zoo out there, so just be cool. Don't speak too loud, try to fit in. But if you don't, then you can be in outfit repeater. everyone and welcome to the Outfit Repeaters. I'm your host Marissa Cantor and with me as always is Sam Chung. Hello Marissa. It is great to be back doing this now. Attempt number three. Uh, we were <laughs> first interrupted. Well interrupted is the wrong word. First you messed up the intro. You made us do it again. That doesn't even count. It does count because we had to listen to the theme song all the way through and then second time uh, some sort of disturbance at the end of the street helicopter literally would not leave from directly above us (laughs) and now here we are for attempt number three to talk about whatever we just watched (laughs) (laughs) i thought this week's episode was pretty fun yeah it was fun you never know what you're gonna get with a filler but i thought that this was a fun a fun filler. Well, yeah, and like every five years or so, Lance Bass is like, you know what I haven't done in a while? Make an appearance on a sitcom. And so just like <laughs> come back around. Lance Bass, Space Camp. And then in the time between, he'll just send out his assistant to like participate in like one episode of The Circle. Oh, yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that. As him. <laughs> yes. Um. During our previous failed recording i was trying to remember if both joey fatone and lance bass were on dancing with the stars i knew joey fatone was and in the in between in the in the in the break between then and now in the space and time caused by whatever was going on outside why just say what you're gonna say (laughs) what is the verdict my brain was correct he was on dancing with the stars he came in third place they both were on Dancing with the Stars, you're saying? Yes, not at the same time, but yes. Oh, well, that would have made it much more interesting if they were all on at the same time. Because <laughs> then you could definitively know who America thinks, not who actually is, but who America thinks, and not America, who a subsect of America thinks <laughs> is the best dancer. You know what else we missed? We missed my previous open where I said... <laughs> Thank I, I just looked it up and confirmed that our our moms are not sisters. Yeah, but that's not funny in this spot now. It's not, but you know we'll talk about, it's something that happened. We'll talk about sister moms. Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> Will we talk about we sister do, moms? Because every time Josh Peck makes an appearance on this show now, it's just becoming more and more unhinged, I think. Um, and we need to talk about that, obviously. I mean, yeah, if you get Josh Peck to come back for one episode, you might as well have him pre-record something for a different episode. This is unrelated, but we now have, like, the full kind of, like, metadata up for the rest of the season. So we can definitively say that we are going to get a two-part finale. Um, it looks like we've got this week, and then next week, and then... That's it for season two, the following week. But the downside of this is, so we got to learn about Parker here. I 
I it feels too early to call her Jesse's girlfriend, but like the the new teacher at Jesse's school who went out on a date with him. And then two episodes from now, we already know that the episode is called Shady Parker, which is like, I, I don't know. I don't know that I like having this information now. Yes, because now it is kind of coloring how we feel about, Par- like how, it's trying to tell us how we're supposed to feel about Parker before we even really know Parker. Well, I don't, I don't even think that. It just feels like that will be the end of Parker. And it's like, why am I getting invested? Like, why am I watching this? Just don't get invested. Just don't get invested. In Parker. Oh, okay. Um, there's that. Uh, Marissa, how did you feel about the the dance video that came out of this episode? The dance video? Yes. What are you talking about? Literally the dance video that you showed me. Oh, the TikTok? Yes, the dance video. Did I show it to you? I thought I just told you that it happened. No, you showed it to me. I was really tired. It was fun. I don't know. I don't have anything like profound to say. Can you do, do you know the dance? At one point in my life, I knew the dance. We need a cute little refresh. Yeah. It's not as like burnt into my brain as like the high school musical choreography. Like I could stand up right now and do we're all in this together, but like I won't because wow. it's a podcast. Marissa, do you want to get spicy? No. Do you want to get spicy? No. Do you want to get spicy? No. Who do you think has better dance moves, NSYNC or BTS? Oh, BTS. That's not <laughs> spicy. I did not know where you were going with that. Well, I mean, even if you didn't think BTS, the safe answer is definitely BTS because they would come after you. The army. <laughs> if you said that NSYNC had better dance moves than BTS, oh, man. They'd be looking up like, where was there a helicopter in L.A.? <laughs> Stop. Find that house. <laughs> you get doxxed. Yeah. No, the answer is always BTS. And it's genuinely BTS. Just to be clear, I was not thinking about going. Like, I'm just not. My brain was not where yours was when you asked that question. <laughs> um, do we have anything that we want to comment on before jumping in? No. Okay, let's do it then. Today we are talking about How I Met Your Father, Season 2, Episode 17, Out of Sync. In this episode, the gang goes a day without their cell phones, forced to face the world without help from the internet. And you know what? They needed help from the internet. Some of them did. Yes. Um, Some of them did not, and some of them just kept their phone like with all of their other things. So <laughs> turning in all of the things was definitely a mistake for one individual. For sure. Yeah. When I looked ahead at the description like last week, I was like, ugh, filler episode. But I think it both managed to be filler while still moving some storylines along. And I appreciated that. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I would say, yeah, for Jesse, obviously not filler. And for, Ellen, this kind of fed directly off of the events that we saw in the last episode as well. Those two storylines, I guess, actually had some continuity. Sophie's storyline, like as as is the case in many episodes, is just random. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even when she finally found her father, very random because he's just gone now. No trace of him. <laughs> um, no trace of the cousin that she met. 
She was so excited to meet, like, other members of her family, and she met, like, one cousin who had, like, conned her into thinking that he was, like, a Polish hot dog king or whatever, she or the son like, of a Polish hot dog king. Well, that's enough. <laughs> She's like, oh, family, uh, I for- <laughs> uh, this is why I, uh, you know, I-, I might be better off not knowing them. I, I-, I mean, so I-, I will say also with Sophie's storyline, again, why does everybody need to participate in something that Sophie alone wants to do? That's just the construct of this show. Especially when, at the end of the day, they weren't together. <laughs> like, they all then split and went their separate ways. Yeah, so and... it was not about, like, <laughs> qual- so the premise of this episode is a no-phone day. We are all just sitting on our phones when we're together. We're not, like, really enjoying each other's company. And it also felt really random because it's not anything we've seen before this moment you know it was very contrived yeah just for the sake like that that to me felt probably like the most sitcom-y the show has felt in a while in terms of just like a contrived situation that was set up Mm -hmm. but then you're right once they all turn in their phones they all kind of go their separate ways it's not even about you know spending the day together yeah like what is this about it just felt it felt like this part of the story, at least, just felt like a, a the remix of when they did, like, okay, everybody achieve something that you have had on your bucket list for some time. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, why are we doing this? Because Sophie wants to just achieve something that was on her bucket list. But at the end of the day, you're right. Like, if the goal is just for them to be more, like, connected in the moment, then sure. Like, when you're in the bar, sure, let's all throw our phones into the pretzel bowl now there's pretzels on the floor whatever but then when you leave like why can't you take your phone back (laughs) no phones till midnight let's go and what time is it to start the episode like yeah they were are they at the bar at like 10 a.m day drinking (laughs) maybe that's i mean that's fair if sid starts his day at 10 a.m and then later on you know that's like that's a long day it is it makes sense for him to just fully shut down Fully closed business. During like prime time. Yeah, during like peak bar hours and go to a a party. But yeah, I mean, Sophie's going through something and then just brings everyone else in on her schemes. But like, is she going through? I guess she is going through something. It does come out at the end of the episode, sort of the impetus for this no phone day. Yeah. But like, there was no need to involve the group Yeah, I I just don't like this. Like, and I don't understand for the other people, like, why they feel like they have an obligation to do this. Sid legitimately is in, like, a long-distance relationship. Like, what if something happens? (laughs) Like, and there would be, like, no way to contact, like, his spouse. Yeah, not just a long-distance relationship, a long-distance marriage. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't, like... Okay, how long have they known each other now? You know, that's a great question, and time is irrelevant. Why do we feel like we, if you're one of these other people, like, why do you feel like you have this obligation to your Uber customer? (laughs) Because she's more than an Uber customer now. (laughs) But she's not, because as was pointed out in the last episode, you know, they had their thing, and then it didn't last. It lasted for, like, five minutes. For now. Yeah, so let's maybe talk about why or why not. Like, just what you said in terms of, like, the incentivization for other people to participate. The only one that, like, kind of makes sense to me is Ellen because she's clearly going through it, like, post-Rachel. She is. 
Um, and I didn't really understand a lot of this storyline because I thought Rachel was moving. <laughs> Is this literally like the day after? It can't be, right? Because, well, I don't know. Would Jesse ask Parker on a date for like the next day? Well, she was in the process of moving. That doesn't mean that she was already gone. Even if it was like, like moving takes time. She I was guess, like looking for an apartment. I, I guess that's true. And we know that it's still somewhat close time-wise to the last couple episodes because Sophie gets her first paycheck. I mean, <laughs> I don't really understand that part of the uh, the episode either. Like, it's called direct deposit, but <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. She had to get a paycheck, a, a physical paper paycheck. We had to know that she got paid, even though it's 2023. There's nowhere else that they could have possibly met Lance Bass and Joey Fatone. But at a bank. Yeah, other than at the bank, which ultimately played zero part in the episode. It could have been anywhere. That was a little strange. I wonder if it was just like, well, we have a set for a bank. It's got to be a bank. That, that probably honestly is it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so Ellen, I understand. Val will just do whatever Sophie tells her to do. Charlie, like, I don't know. And his reaction to it too, he's like, He's like, how will I watch porn? Are there still, what did he say? Porno magazines? Yes, did he, he use did. the O? I think he did, yeah. Jesse is also like, you know what? I'm down because I have my first day with Parker tonight and I don't need my phone for that. Well, also in general, he's a sophisticated guy. He, he doesn't need his phone because he does other things. He reads novels, he writes music, and he thinks. <laughs> Yeah, we, we all heard his um, musical talents last week. I, I did not clip it. <laughs> but yes, we did. So from there, they all toss their phones into the pretzel jar and they're off. They're going to put it in the in the safe. They get their phones back at midnight. Immediately, Val is going through like social media withdrawals. Honestly, like when you take a BuzzFeed quiz and it tells you you're the tote Power Ranger, it's time to put down your phone anyways. Yeah. <laughs> She's getting pretty close to rock bottom. Yeah, that's, that is pretty close to rock bottom, being the tote Power Ranger, a Power Ranger that doesn't exist. And as we mentioned, Sophie is all hype. She got her first paycheck, a physical paycheck, and because she can't mobile deposit it, she needs to go to the bank without her phone immediately she's broke <laughs> immediately and she just had such a connected walk to the bank she she waltzed with a doorman that's she the thing it has to be a saturday right okay so last last episode it was a friday we know it was a friday because it started off with it's been it's been such a long first week yes. i'm glad my first week is over yes obviously she's not getting a check on that saturday so an entire other week must have passed. But if she got her check, right, she can't go to the bank on the Friday because she has to be at work. It has to be at least Saturday. You are getting very caught up in the time logistics of this show. Time is very important to me. It's got a vibe. No. It could be a Tuesday morning for all we know. You think she skipped work on a Tuesday <laughs> morning to go to the bank? Just saying. Who knows? Time, time, there is no such thing in this show. Okay, so it makes it even more bizarre that on a Saturday night, Sid is like, you know what? <laughs> Close it. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> but on her way to the bank, she waltzed with a doorman. 
She waved at a dog in a stroller. She nodded thoughtfully at a mural to show that she supported the meaning. She's just so connected with the city around her Mm -hmm. when she's not on her phone. It's the little things. It's going to the bank. It's seeing a pen that's on a chain. Oh my God, it's Lance Bass and Joey Fatone. They bank together. They're still besties. Who who knew? Yeah. One thing that I hated in this episode (laughs) is the fact that Joey Fatone walks around with a baseball cap with his initials. I hate that. We hate that. (laughs) I thought this one would also suffice. It was a huge problem, okay? Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Who does Joey Fatone think he is? Yeah, it's weird to have merchandise with like, it's not weird to have, I guess, merchandise with your initials on it, but it is weird to be wearing it. Like, mm-hmm. you don't see, like, Taylor Swift, like, walking around Manhattan in her era's tour merch. <laughs> that would be weird. Well, it also is, like, I don't know. It reminded me of, like, a Roger Federer or, like, a Tiger Woods hat. But in that case, like, they're, like, actively trying to promote their brands. Like, I, I've never seen Joey Fatone anywhere. I've, or, like, I've never seen Adidas or Nike being, like, hey, pick up our Joey Fatone line. <laughs> And then Joey Fatone himself is trying to market it. Are you looking up to see if the hat is available? I, I I see you on your phone right now. I think you're looking up to see if you can buy the hat. Yes. Joey Fatone merch. Oh, you're on the Joey Fatone merch. Is this I mean, like- I just like Googled it. I don't, it doesn't appear to be a thing. So this isn't even a real hat. So why is he wearing it? It's so weird. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just getting like Etsy and like Redbubble. Okay, that's stuff. not real. That's not real. That's not real. Not real. Yeah. And I would argue, I would argue, I don't even think Joey Fatone is the most famous person with JF as their initials. Care to elaborate further? Jamie Foxx. Okay. <laughs> when you said you really hated something, you know what you really hated? I didn't think you were going to talk about Joey Fatone's hat. I thought you were going to say, um, learning that Sophie learned how to masturbate to digital get down. Oh, yeah, that too. We hate that. <laughs> Stop it. No one wants to hear this. This yeah. is a bad joke. So they forced this like interaction with them in quite a silly way because also it's like she takes a pen and throws it on the ground, right? But I thought the pens were chained to the, it was a bank pen. She's like rip the pen from its chain. That's they do call Sophie Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chains. So that is that this show? Oh no, sorry, wrong show. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it's kind of awkward, I would say, but not awkward enough apparently because Joey Fatone and Lance Bass invite them to a party. At the classic meat the old meat bolo- facility. <laughs> the old baloney <laughs> factory. <laughs> Yeah, you know, th- just the old baloney factory in New York City, the one. You know, you know the one I'm talking about, that one. I was like, is this supposed to be like a meatpacking district reference? I mean, yeah, you didn't even mention, did you talk about the song? No. Oh, you you totally skipped over the song. There was a song. Yeah, but there was a song. Are you going to play the song? I can if you think it's prudent. I don't, I skipped over it so clearly. <laughs> I didn't. Look at you now. I mean, you're a banging beauty. 
Oh, that's good. Great song. She's a banking beauty, doing her financial duty. And her friend is a total cutie. I personally hated that. There's no melody. It's very hard to follow. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, this is why I don't, <laughs> I have nothing to say. Okay. To say about this. Yeah, nothing. We hate that. <laughs> <laughs> And from there, Sophie and Val realize that neither one of them knows where the old baloney factory is, but they don't have their phones to look it up. Mm-hmm. So whatever will they do but go to the library? I mean, this is starting to turn into like an amazing race challenge. Who is the better amazing race team? Is it Val and Sophie or Joey and Lance? Well, Joey and Lance know where they're going, so... <laughs> I don't really think it's a competition. That's true. And they have unnamed body doubles to, you know, throw other people off the scent. True. True, true, true. (laughs) Yeah. So meanwhile, at Charlie and Ellen's apartment, Charlie's going to chill. He's ready for a spa day. He's not good at being alone with his thoughts. So that's kind of where the phone, you know, removing the phone takes a toll on him. There's like nothing to distract him from his own thoughts and like anxieties. Meanwhile, Ellen is still just like Rachel, 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 spiral, spiral, spiral. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of, they need to both figure out how to stop spiraling in their own ways. I mean, even without a phone, Ellen is spiraling. She's trying to like peep through the, you know, (laughs) through the door uh at what's going on across the hallway she sees that uh rachel gets a package delivered and is it the mini trampoline these are the questions that we all need to know these are the questions that haunt her yeah i I mean i would love to dive deeper into this mini trampoline because in an apartment building you're getting a mini trampoline for what purpose (laughs) exercise baby how high are your ceilings it's mini it's not about going high it's just about motion what what was that? <laughs> I just sort of was bouncing on a trampoline in my chair. <laughs> okay, please. I don't know if you've ever. I, I have. I now am doubting that you've ever been on a trampoline. Because <laughs> what was that? I have. I used to do flips on trampolines. You actually shouldn't have or use a trampoline. It's one of the most common causes of injury in children. According to what? According to like any pediatrician on TikTok who's like, oh, what are like, <laughs> what are like, what's the one thing being a pediatrician you will never let your kids do? And like nine times out of 10, they say, go on a trampoline. Okay. We don't have children. So I don't know how you got to this TikTok, but I think you need a digital detox day. <laughs> <laughs> what? Me? No. That's what I'm, that's no. what I'm getting from this situation. Okay. Well, let's talk about Jesse. <laughs> Jesse is on a first date with Parker, the gym teacher from the previous episode. Jesse, he establishes that he's a thinker in the first scene. And now we get to hear his thinking in action. And I would argue that he's maybe not a thinker. I mean, he's thinking. I mean, he's thinking, but like, there's not a whole lot going on up there. Well, he thinks about the lack of things that he has to say about his lack of knowledge basically he thinks about his lack of thoughts i mean that's kind of meta in a way it is yeah they go to a vegetarian restaurant and um 
Parker says something strong about or something smart about um, how being a vegetarian is good for the planet. And Jesse, I would say, takes a good like 20 to 30 seconds to respond to this <laughs> before just blurting out, we'll be dead by 2100. Yes. And he's now feeling dumb. I mean, that was a pretty dumb thing to say. And the way he will do that is by ordering everything on the menu. Yeah, that's the smart thing to do, obviously. Who doesn't love just getting 20 appetizers <laughs> thrown onto the table? And then after ordering an excessive amount of food and saying, don't worry, it's on me, he realizes that his credit card is in his phone case and he now has no way to pay. Nice. Back at the library... Sophie and Val are really just diving into the books. Yeah, I mean... They're doing their research. Yeah, that's what you do at a library. They found a complete history of Manhattan's meat factories, volume two. Yeah, I mean, it's more comprehensive than volume one, obviously. Yes, apparently there are like dozens of old bologna factories. So it was, it, it, it's, it's, there's not just this like one and done. They have to narrow down. Well, yeah, as you know... New York City used to be teeming with pigs. And so obviously they needed multiple bologna factories <laughs> to eradicate them and turn them into like processed meats. Yes. And for being such an InSync fan, Val does not know some key facts about its members. <laughs> <laughs> like the fact that Lance Bass is gay and married totally blew her mind. Yeah. She needed to look it up on her phone to confirm it, but she doesn't have her phone and she's done. She needs her phone. Yeah. She didn't, she didn't docu-sign anything. Yeah. <laughs> Back at Charlie and Ellen's, they are having trouble relaxing. Ellen suggests going full sensory deprivation because Busy Phillips has a sensory deprivation day whenever she's stressed. Well, you know, if Busy Phillips does it, then... I think we should all be doing it. That is clearly the, the takeaway here. On the plus side, I got to see Woody Harrelson's penis from the inside. But this doesn't work for Ellen. It's working for Charlie. Charlie is zenned out. He can't see anything. He can't hear anything. But Ellen, Ellen's still going to Ellen. So she's going to break out of her apartment through the window. She's going to like crawl down the fire escape. She's going to hit a valve and start a gas leak. I don't know why if he's sensory deprived, she didn't just go out the fucking door, but like, what? No, because it's, well, it's because uh, Charlie like duct taped the door shut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just stop Ellen from being a creep. He put duct tape over the, the peephole and like completely around the outline of the door. Because that makes sense. Yeah, because... You know, how else do you keep someone trapped inside their apartment? But um, it was weird because uh, we had, I think we watched this episode right after having watched um, Platonic, in which there was also a gas leak thing. And then on- Two gas, gas leaks, big thing. Yeah, and then Brooke started a fire on the other two. There's yeah. a lot of apartment shenanigans happening. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. This week. Yeah. Um, back at the restaurant, Jesse is struggling because- he does not know how to contact anyone to, you know, get his credit card. He only has memorized Wesleyan's, like, school radio station. 
this is one of those moments where I wish that it had taken like a different turn because I would, I thought he was going to be like calling into a radio show and then he would like publicly, publicly broadcast the fact that he needed someone to go <laughs> to the bar and get his phone and wallet for him. But no, he just asked them to play sweater weather. What a terrible choice, honestly. Any song in the world and you choose sweater weather. Are you serious? <laughs> That's just Jesse. At that point, he just dips. He's gonna he's gonna book it back to Pemberton's <laughs> yeah. and hope that Parker doesn't care or notice that he's gone for an extended period of time as everything on the menu just keeps arriving at her table. Yeah. Um, it's a if, choice. Yeah, if only he had memorized something useful like his credit card number instead of Coach Taylor's speech from the Friday Night Lights pilot, Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Can't Lose. Yeah. On the plus side, I got to see Woody Harrelson's penis from the inside. If you just have your credit card number, will they accept that? Can you just be like, hey, here, uh, punch in these numbers? <laughs> that is a great question. I don't know. Feels a little... Uh, I don't know. I don't think that would really fly. Even yeah. if he had re- even if he had remembered his credit card number. So, everyone from there goes back to the bar to get their phones. And Sid's like, "Nope. Nope, we made it. We we made a deal. This is not an emergency. Ellen, you checking in on Rachel is not an emergency." To which who says who makes the Rachel Ray comment? Ellen. Ellen? Yes. She says that Sid is even meaner. Than Rachel Ray. On the plus side, I got to see Woody Harrelson's penis from the inside. Rachel Ray, welcome to the WPC. Yeah, what did Rachel Ray do? Unclear. Unclear. Never specified. (laughs) But she did something. Yes. And Val's like, I need my phone to look up the old baloney factory. And Sid's like, oh. And he knows where it is. He's down. He's coming. He is a huge NSYNC fan. Well, not only that, he's also a huge fan of processed meats. It's true. Yeah. Yes, all facts that everyone would know about Sid if they weren't always on their phones, allegedly. That's true. And that is the point where (laughs) this has already come up a couple times because I truly don't think you've gotten over it yet. The fact that Sid just completely closes down shop for the night. I'm not over it. Like, and I thought there was a third employee. I think the third employee... There was like an NYU student, yeah, right? Yeah, his name was like Omar or Oscar. I feel like it began with an O. I forget what it was, but there was definitely a third employee. Unreported story. He must have died. Where did he <laughs> go? Where did he go? I, 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 I just... I'm at a loss. Why would you completely shut down? <laughs> I don't know. I'm reading off of Sam's notes for this podcast, and I'm just seeing anger exclamation point and was that your internal feeling in that moment no that's the whole you didn't read you're just it's a full thought so (laughs) immediately after they closed the bar jesse arrives he's like sprinted over to the bar to find it closed at which point he is angry oh i thought it'd be funnier if you were angry i wasn't angry i was just confused but (laughs) jesse is angry and rightfully so like (laughs) Why is this closed? It's not that late. They don't get back to the, they don't get their phones back until midnight. It's true. What time is it right now? 8 p.m.? Bar is closed. (laughs) On a Saturday night? On a Saturday night. But they got to go to the old baloney factory and to the old baloney factory they go. And they see 
Joey and Lance at the bar, or so they think. But when they turn around, it's just like two body doubles. Val and Sophie are like, did we just like make this up in our head? Like they were just totally like, did we dream this? Yeah. And I'm going to take an angle on this that I don't, I haven't seen this angle. I don't think anywhere yet. And uh, this, I think this whole scenario just shows like how absolutely crazy it is to want to be an actor because more often than not, you're just going to be like, what is this role? Oh, you're going to be not yourself, not a named character, but just a stand in for Lance Bass and other characters are going to look at you and go, ew. And then these actors are like, ooh, yeah, let's, that's my foot in the door. Let's do it. Great exposure. <laughs> great exposure. Yeah, great, great experience. Add it to the reel. Yeah. <laughs> no lines. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a, that's a crazy thing to like objectively be like, this is your role. And they'll be like, ooh, so excited. Let's do it. I'm on TV. Yes. And then... <laughs> and then from there, no Lance or Joey. And this is where the episode takes a turn. It's like a hard pivot by cutting to Ian. Ian is here. Ian is at the old baloney factory. Pilot Ian. You say his name interest Ian. 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 Like that's <laughs> How do you say his name? I don't know. Ian. I don't know. What did it, I it, say? It's a weird name. I, I, I don't know. I just hear the way you're saying it, and it just sounds, I don't know. There's some, it's it's interesting the way that you pronounce his name. Well, it's not Ian. It could be. It could be. <laughs> it could be. Ian. Yan. <laughs> you made me lose my train of thought. Sorry. Ian is here. Ian is here. That was what you were saying. <laughs> Well, that was just so random. Was it not? Uh, yeah. What, wait, was this the last time we... The, the last time we saw Ian was this time, right? A whale exploded on me. Yeah, that was like the premiere. I was just so thrown by his appearance. I was not expecting to see him in this episode. Uh, yeah, me too. I like that then you write in your notes, weird smile. So That was Sophie. Sophie then gave a weird smile. Like... Yeah, Val, is it Val who sees Ian? Yeah. And then, yeah, Sophie's like, ooh, maybe I can get it. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert, she cannot. Even though though we learn later, she knows already Ian's entire situation. She's been stalking. Which makes it weirder. Yeah, but she's still like weird smile. I can, I can, I can, I have a play here. Yes, but before we get to that, we have to get back to Jesse's situation. So Parker is ready to dip. She's like, I've had enough. He was gone for like 30 minutes. Everyone thought that she was stood up by her entire family, which actually did happen on her 14th birthday. So thank you, Jesse, for bringing up that trauma. Yeah, that's actually very sad. I I was a little bit uncomfortable about that. <laughs> so much trauma. Yeah. And Jesse then confesses everything and kind of spills the situation and Parker's a little weirdo. Yeah. Parker's like, don't worry. I got this. She gets up. She goes over to like the table next door and pulls out a random lady's hair and then puts it in her food so that their food will be comped. I mean, hey. That's a con. That is a con. I mean, in fairness, Jesse is also very weird. I mean, apricot yogurt, honestly. 
Weird. Yeah, so he's finally found someone kind of on his... I mean... Yeah, I mean, he's into it. He is into Weird Parker. Yeah. Sophie is also weird, but she tries very hard to not be weird. Yeah, Parker owns her weird. Yeah, Parker is very... Parker, Parker says, and I quote, I'm totally nuts, which not loving like the <laughs> ableist language there, but she owns her quirks. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny um, when she was telling the waiter that she, well, she just starts making a scene over the hair on the food and she says, I'm going to tell everyone, like all my followers, including Tay Diggs. On the plus side, I got to see Woody Harrelson's penis from the inside. This was crazy. Well, do you know the like what that's referring to? I do not. Oh, there was just this moment where just like Tay Diggs was just like following anybody and everybody on Twitter. Wait, when was this? A minute ago. It was before. It was like pre-pandemic, but it was like a thing. Wait, what? They're bringing up a pre-pandemic internet moment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, there's no way I would have I would have known that. No, that, that Tay Diggs reference was very pointed. But then Tay Diggs didn't sub- subsequently like unfollow everybody. He now just continues to follow all these random people. I don't know anymore because it's not relevant, but there was a moment where like anybody and everybody could have Tay Diggs as a follower. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you? No. So clearly you're neither anybody I was nor nobody. anybody. I was you're nobody. No, yeah, you, you are clearly nobody. And this was on Twitter or It was on Instagram? Twitter. It was on Twitter. Interesting. Yeah, Tay Diggs didn't care about the ratio. Yeah, he has basic... I'm looking right now. His ratio is basically one-to-one, following 654,000 and 600... Or sorry, he's actually following more people than he has followers. That is bananas. Because he has 640,000 followers and he's following 654,000 people. That's what I'm saying. Tay Diggs <laughs> follows everybody. But not like you. If, like if you follow Tay Diggs, he will follow you back. His in, or his feed must be so cluttered. <laughs> I actually don't know that I've ever seen anyone who follows that many people. That's actually like an insane number of people to follow subsequently. Like... How does the Twitter algorithm like handle all of that incoming data? I don't and, think like, Tay Diggs is scrolling you? through Twitter. But then what's the point of following anybody? Like, what's the point of this? I don't know, man. But the more you know. Back to the baloney factory. Sophie and Ian catch up. And he is, he's good. He's, he's thriving. He's on land. A whale has, <laughs> n- what? <laughs> Sorry, just now I'm like on Tay Diggs Twitter. <laughs> Back in January, I guess he was promoting his show Back in the Groove, and he said, Milf Manor is cool, I guess, but if you want to see the OG, check out Back in the Groove. Like, this, <laughs> this is this is marketing for Tay Diggs. Okay, back on track. He was also very invested okay. in when um, that Bills player, like, passed out on the field. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm taking Sam's phone away. <laughs> wow. Phone detox. Wow. Okay. Okay. You're the, I didn't even know about this until just now. <laughs> this is your fault. Let's bring it back. Let's talk about Ian. Now Ian. I'm feeling weird Ian. every time I say his name. <laughs> That's his name. He is good. No whale explosions as of late. He is at Columbia and things are solid. He's back in the city and oh, he has a girlfriend. Yeah, Kiana. Sophie is kind of weird. 
with Kiana. Sophie's just weird in general. Your note here doesn't make sense. What? Ian is in Kiana. Yeah, that's what she said. She said that? Where were you? What were you doing? You weren't even taking notes. You were waiting for me to take notes. Did you fall asleep? No, but that's a wild sentence. She said, like, Ian's name is in Kiana. Oh. And then the joke was, Ian is in Kiana. Okay, I remember that now. Back at Ellen and Charlie's apartment, an evacuation is unfolding. The fire department is there. There's been a gas leak. The building could explode at any moment. But, oh no, (laughs) sensory deprivation Charlie does not know what's going on. He can't hear shit. He can't see shit. He's just vibing. And I'm I'm shocked that, like, uh, Charlie is invested in a spa day after he and Sid had, like, a terrible, I guess it wasn't a spa. Well, it was kind of a spa day. It was was like like a a med spa. A med spa. But, like, after that went so horribly, like, why would you want to do a DIY spa day again? In one of the more... How would you describe what happens next? Because I, I, for one, am at a loss. So Ellen gets a weird shot of adrenaline. And when that happens, the only song that makes sense is Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. (laughs) (laughs) Sung by the late and great Whitney Houston. Yeah. So slow motion, of course, as well. Ellen has to run back into, it's not dramatic because the building's not on fire. It's literally just a normal building. But she runs back in. But it could explode at any moment, like the whale. That is true. A whale exploded on me. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, it, oh, I could do this one too. First steps a doozy. Oh, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! What was that even from? Was that Cadet? No, that wasn't Cadet Kelly. Was it? What was that from? I don't even know. <laughs> I think it was Cadet Kelly. Oh, it was Cadet Kelly? (laughs) Because she leaves the routine to go save her dad in the woods. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oh, dad. (laughs) Oh, my God. Her step's a doozy. Um, Her step's a doozy. (laughs) Oh, dad. (laughs) What's happening? But yes, slow motion. She kicks down the door, which as we've noted has been duct taped. She kicks it down and then she picks up Charlie. Crazy strength, crazy upper body strength and (laughs) rescues him from a not burning building. Yeah. And look at her. She's a great person. She appreciates herself. (laughs) Is she better than Brooke Dubeck? (laughs) I am a good person. A Peabody Award? (laughs) I am good. (laughs) Back at the baloney factory, Sophie already knew about Ian and Kiana. Sophie's been creeping and Sophie is having this moment of like kind of realizing that she is the relationship before someone goes on to be in a long term relationship. Right. And like it's like that Dane Cook movie. Good luck, Chuck. Yeah. She's like um, the Rosalind. I don't know what that means. Like Rosalind, like in Romeo and Juliet, like Rosalind. I don't even know what that means. I can't get back to school. Like, she's always the Rosalind. I guess. I mean, <laughs> that reference never made sense to me because Rosalind is what, like 12? <laughs> like how many people has Rosalind even been with? Like, all the people in Romeo and Juliet are literally like pubescent. 
yet already like halfway through their lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. What was that? Oh yeah. This is a part that I hated though. She starts to like eulogize all her past relationships and then they put like a photo of each one on the screen. I hated that. We hate that. <laughs> yeah. We got an update on Oscar. We got an update on Robert. We got an update on Drew. <laughs> you really enjoyed the Drew one. Like too much, honestly. Like you too much enjoyed the, uh, the it Drew was one. just so shocking. Yeah. I know I'm laughing and you're not even playing the clip yet. There was a cute girl in Drew's Insta story. Turns out she's just a handsy cousin. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Stop, stop, stop. Our moms are sisters. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. It's like the whole package, too. I don't think it's as funny as just a sound clip. It's like... It's the whole thing. You have to. You're saying you have to watch you it have to, to really watch. appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Our moms are sisters. Again, it's an. Here's another show that just likes to like tickle on the concept of like incest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's obviously all these elephants just got them in a weird mood. <laughs> yeah. What is that background? I just. Whoa. It's just a wall of elephants. I love an elephant, but dang. Weird wallpaper. Elephants just don't put you in the, a tickling mood. <laughs> no. And ultimately, I think this all comes down to Sophie having feelings about Jesse's date with Parker, right? Because she's like, soon Jesse is going to move on too. Well, that's the, thi- that's the thing, right? Jesse doesn't count. <laughs> like, she lists all her boyfriends, and then Jesse is like, nope, not him, just the other three. Yeah. It feels very, uh, you know. Very selective uh, memory here. For sure, for sure. So Sophie and Val have like a heart to heart in this moment where Sophie's like, yeah, I really needed this break and I couldn't do it alone. And I was like, I got you, girl. And I do use my phone to escape. So this was good for me, too. And ultimately, they're like, wow, this day did work because we reconnected with each other. Aw, that was me being like a sound clip. Oh, I don't know if I have a sound clip for that. Uh, no, that's check. why I did it. No, I mean, I'm sure I can find something. How about this one? That first step's a doozy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it hits. It works. <laughs> and we conclude this episode back at Pemberton's. Everybody gets their phone back. All is well. Parker even texted Jesse. Jesse says she misses ya boy. To which Charlie deadpans, probably because she's never heard you say, ya boy. That's fair. And that was a good one. That was a good back and forth. Mm -hmm. And we end the episode on the note that Lance Bass and Joey Fatone were at the party. And Sophie and Val made such an impression that they get called out during their like TikTok live or whatever from the party. We hate that. And then they scream. We hate that. <laughs> End of episode. Wow. And that is that is out of sync. Lots of new members in the WPC. Indeed. Sam, who would your MVP be for this episode? Ooh, um, that is a great question. Um, man, there's not that many good candidates, but I think I'm going to go with Parker. I was going to go with Parker as well. She got the meal comped. I mean, yeah, she's not afraid to just like pull out a random lady's hair. 
That's a hero move right there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she really rescued them because how much did you think that bill was going to be? Like easily like $400. Oh, yeah. Bring your finest champagne alone is like $200 at least. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Six appetizers. Probably talking like $40, $50 entrees. It's going to be an expensive night. It it was. That. Yeah. Jesse could not afford even if he didn't have a credit card. So even if he did have his credit card. So I mean, yeah, he is what a part time music teacher. Yes. So big win for Jesse. I mean, that's all I have to say about this one. Uh, We are barreling toward the finale. We have one more episode next week. This kind of serves as the penultimate before the two part finale on that airs on July 10th. And well, July 11th, technically. That airs on July 11th. Yes. We get them earlier on the West we Coast. We get them at 9 p.m. Monday night because we are West Coast girlies, including you. Yeah, I've always wanted to be a West Coast girly. So until... But more than that, I wanted to be the left shark. <laughs> <laughs> until then, you can find us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter. Email us at outfitrepeaterspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, if you liked this episode, you want to check out any of our other episodes, we should also have our preview for July coming up pretty soon. You can find that either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com, or on any platform where podcasts are available. And we will be back next week to talk about How I Met Your Father, Season 2, Episode 18, Parent Trap. I think father might be coming back why no father 